All right, Bert. Introduce us to the podcast. Bring it in. Intro. Intro, Bert. Can we not get anything? All right, guys. Well, Bert Cat's not into doing podcasts today, but this is the first podcast of a few being recorded from Mountain View in the new Apartmente. Uh, at least for now. We're still debating on moving to Sunnyvale in a few weeks, but I think we're kind of leaning towards just staying here because it's pretty nice. We got here on Saturday. Uh, there's a lot of peripheral noise going on because Bay's making dinner so graciously. Um, but anyway, we got to the apartment on Saturday. It was way nicer than we expected. Uh, nice, friendly neighborhood. Pretty good size. Lots of storage space. Lots of places for uh, Erica to put her clothes and not me. Lots of places for Burt Cat to roam. Lots of uh, other cats living in the complex, but she really doesn't want to be friends with any of them because she's not a very cat-friendly cat. Cat-friendly cat. She's not cat-friendly or person-friendly. She mostly just hides under the bed. She likes her mom and dad. She likes us, but that's about it. And she only likes me like 73% of the time. Um, yeah, but anyway, haven't really done any brewing yet. Uh, not really sure when I'm going to get a chance to, but it would be really cool. I think there's some uh, homebrew shops in the area. I think there's like three, actually, when I looked before we came. So I have to get a chance to check those out. Uh, maybe in a week or two. Um, we joined a gym today. Pretty much the first gym we went to. But it seems pretty nice. It's a UFC gym. It's like a... I'm pretty sure it's a chain. I don't know if it's only in California, but they do have quite a bit of locations here. But like a big box gym, but they got some pretty nice equipment. Lots of classes that you can do. It was hella crowded today. We got there at like 5 o'clock. And which is the worst time to go to a gym. Um, basically couldn't get a squat rack at all or even a barbell or really couldn't even walk away from whatever you were doing and, and somebody would just run up and jump basically in your lap. Uh, it's pretty frustrating. But nonetheless, uh, it was a decent price. Like, I guess they were kind of running a promotion for three months and that's kind of all I'm committed to at this point. So we joined that. Uh, went to a farmer's market on Sunday. That was fun, walking distance from the apartment. Um, yeah, so kind of excited to see what other adventures we get into here. Uh, this podcast is not really going to be a lot about brewing because I haven't done any, so more just life updates. So get over it. Life updates, yeah. Um, turn it off. Don't, tu- don't, listen. don't turn it off. I, uh, I did select, I did give away, this is on the agenda tomorrow, by the way. I did uh, give away a, the water book and the yeast book on Instagram and Facebook, so if you're not... If you're not following me on one of those and you're listening to this podcast, I don't know how in the hell you found this podcast, but you should be following Hi Hat Brewing on those things. Um, but I have the water book and the yeast book, uh, the Brewing Elements books, and I've read both of them. Tons of good information, but I'm not really going to read them twice, and so I figured I would just pay it forward and give it to somebody. So I posted pictures on there. I selected one winner from each this morning, which is uh, Monday morning. June 4th, so probably tomorrow after work, because I don't think I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I've been going every other day. Are you cool with that? Oh, 
Are you cool with that skiing? Or do you want to go more frequently than that? That's fine. I'll run in the morning. That's all right. We'll go in the morning. I run in the morning. Oh, you run in the morning. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably mail these tomorrow on Tuesday. Maybe go by the post office after work and just put them in a flat rate and send those. Um, so congratulations to those guys. And uh, hopefully they get some good information from it. We are going to drink a craft beer, though. Uh... I've got a Prairie Artisan Ales Prairie Noir Imperial Aged or Imperial Stout aged in oak whiskey barrels. Uh, and I've had this. When did I buy this beer? Uh, it was like January. Christmas? Yeah, maybe even Christmas. Christmas, January, February, sometime around then. Uh, actually, bought like four or five different Prairie Noir stout: the Vanilla Noir, the Christmas Bomb. Seems like a couple other ones I don't remember at this point. But we, myself, did you drink any of them? Yeah. Erica drank a couple, we drank a couple together, and then she actually didn't drink this one the whole entire time I was in Maryland, so appreciate that. But we're gonna drink it now. I drank the other one. You drank the other one. Which one is, you drank Christmas Ball, for Christmas sure. Christmas Ball. What was your thoughts on Christmas Ball? I got lit. Tell the people. It's lit. It's all it's lit. Don't think you're gonna be able to drive or do much of anything after you drink it if you drink the whole thing yourself. It's like a is it? It's like ten or eleven percent, I'm pretty sure. That's yeah, a lot. This one's eleven percent. I don't think I've ever had this one. Um, pretty sure I drank that one watching like Desperate Housewives with my cat. And then fell asleep. Yeah. Eleven <laughs> percent alcohol by volume. All it says is Asian oak whiskey barrels. Um, this one beer was ten dollars. Jesus Christ! Still got the tag on it. It's a twelve ounce bottle. Not even a bomber, it was $2. Um, I birthday bomb is pretty good. Uh, actually, all the bombs are pretty good, but like I said, this is just Noir's Prairie Noir. The Vanilla Bomb, or was it Vanilla Noir? I think it's Vanilla Noir. Yeah. It's kind of, it was a little bit too sweet to me. The vanilla was like, it was super vanilla and it tasted really. Like, I don't mind a sweet Imperial Stout. You kind of get some sweet from, like, bourbon barrel-aged and whiskey barrel-aged things generally anyway, especially higher alcohol ones, but the vanilla was just a little bit too much from what I remember, but it's worth trying at least if you haven't or if you're near it. I know they're distributing a little farther now. Uh, if you don't know, Prairie's out of Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma City. But I've seen their beer all the way on the West Coast and everywhere else, especially the bomb stuff. That got pretty popular. So. Anyway. Let's see how fast the podcast gets slurred with half of a 12-ounce imperial style. I'm not getting any head on it. There we go. Minute amount. I should take a picture. The podcast has to have a thumbnail. I like the little catfish that come on there. You see? Catfish, what do you mean? What is it? Is it, cool? is it, what is it a koi or something? It's like a Japanese fishy thing. You know, those ones at the Chinese restaurants and the little things where you're not supposed to throw the coins because it'll kill them. It's one of those. You can yeah, picture that. Fish. Yeah, they're called kois, babe. Leave a comment. They're called kois. Tell me what kind of fish is on a prairie cat. I'm My vote. It ain't a catfish. Is it? It's a catfish, but we'll see what people have to say. They don't know nothing about no damn catfish. Sure, right. 
I'll post a picture of it in the thumbnail. So if you're listening to this podcast, leave a comment down below. What do you think the fish on the bottle cap is? It's got a cigarette in its mouth, even. I just noticed that. And it's got whiskers. What other cat? What other fish have whiskers? Koi's have whiskers. I don't know if that's true. I'm a Japanese fishologist. I mean, I believe it. You went to school for it. I didn't, so. I didn't go to school for fishery. It smells good. It smells like a whiskey barrel. With some spice. Not like cinnamon, but like a spice. I don't know what spice. Allspice. I can see it. Yeah, like allspice. You can definitely smell the 11%, but I, I feel like I already know what it's going to taste like just from smelling it. You should smell it. It smells definitely like alcohol. It smells like high-proof high whiskey. Then you get mm. It's very sweet. Kind of tastes like molasses. More than chocolate. Like, like, like syrup and plums in whiskey. You know, like stone fruit kind of flavor. Kind of Belgian-y almost. Very thick. Definitely, I don't even know if I'd want to drink all 12 ounces to be honest. Like, And that's not a knock on the beer. It's pretty good. But when you drink a whole bottle of like a beer like that, you just want to go to sleep. Kind of, kind of wrecks your palate. You know, it's like, it's like, you'd be like eating a whole entire pie by yourself like it's good but you wouldn't really want to do it probably you know or like a giant piece of fudge after like three bites you kind of feel sick to your stomach even though it's delicious yeah you know what I'm saying it's kind of like that it's like a fudgy plummy whiskey beer it's pretty tasty you just come drink it I know, you're doing a fair job. She's seasoning up some rice right now with some Old Bay. Shout out to the East Coast. Shout out to my Maryland peeps, if anybody listens from Maryland. Old Bay on everything. Old Bay on everything. Somebody in Maryland tried to act like I didn't know what Old Bay was. Like, nobody outside of the East Coast gets Old Bay in the grocery stores. But that's just not true. Um, what else do we have? What did you do today? Did some uh, graphics design. Graphics design, bro. Here at the apartment. Went and got the car cleaned. That was an experience. <laughs> yeah, driving in California is hard on a little old southern girl. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> lots of lanes and lots of people doing lots of things. people walking around acting like they own the road. People really will just step right out in front of you with no regard to a 50 mile per hour 6,000 pound piece of steel rolling at them. But it's not like I'm in Rhonda. Like, I'm literally in a giant SUV. Like, you see me. You yeah. know what I mean? Rhonda's a Honda Accord, by the way. Rhonda to Honda. Shout out. Um, but yeah, people just step right out in front of you. It's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, you went and got the uh, Land Rover cleaned at a, like, hands-on detail place. It was amazing. Do you want to describe it or should I describe it? You describe it. I'll describe it the way you described it to me. <laughs> I don't mean this to be disrespectful, by the way. I'm, it does. I'm going to preface this by saying, that by no means is this disrespectful or racist. But imagine 
and this uh, this is how I picture it. I don't know, but like you know how when you go through automated car washes, you put like six or six or eight bucks in the machine. You go through like there's a big spinny piece of blue stuff that like beats your vehicle to death, and then squirts some soap on it, and then like beats it to death again, and then like these blow dryers hit it with air. And then, you're done. and then it, and then you drive out slowly. That's pretty much how it yeah. goes, right? So like, imagine that, but instead of those big blue things that beat it to death, and like a, imagine if you had that, but you replaced, like every piece of machinery with a human. <laughs> and like, as it's pulling your car, I guess as someone's driving your car at slow speeds, there was a person driving it, right? Literally, like it's like twelve people in your car, and like. They're all doing something, and they're one who's in the driver's seat who's, like, actually driving the actual car is, like, wiping your windshield and your, like, driver's windshield, like, while he's driving the car. Like, they mean business there, bro. It's a huge conveyor belt of humans wiping every orifice and section of your car simultaneous while driving it through a tunnel. It's like a NASCAR pit crew, yeah. basically. It's like NASCAR pit crew of car washes. They're all... Just, they're, they're all just killing it. They, I feel like each of them probably has a duty. Like one guy's like the right front wheel wiper guy, and he like runs up with a rag and and does that while you know fifteen other people are all doing with it. But basically, they can completely wash and dry and tire shine and wipe your dash and vacuum everything while the car is moving simultaneously, and so they're able to do like. Seriously, there was like no joke. Thirty cars there, like at one time they were all, like there was people washing and detailing thirty cars at yeah. one time. Like there was like no wait time at all. Like literally, as soon as I figured out where, I, like I was even supposed to go, like my car was basically done. Like, like fifteen minutes tops. Yeah. And it was filthy. I hadn't washed that car in like. And it drove all the way from Arkansas. Months, yeah. And we drove all the way here from Arkansas, a three-day road trip. So it was full of dust and bugs and things like that. And uh, it looks perfect. They spick and span the whole thing. There's not like any of that streaks or watermarks or. Oh yeah, because that's another thing they do. Like after they bring it out of the water, like there's like a guy that literally is just like constantly going around and like wiping any like extra water that's like leaking off. Yeah, like shaming and so, all like, like, like was rolling off of the top or something like that. Like he was there to like. Yeah. Super awesome. So she took it upon herself. To, oh, and it only cost like 28 bucks. Yeah. Was that a special or was that the normal No, nope, that's normal. So like 28 bucks. I, honestly, like I I usually wash my own vehicles. Uh, I've always done it that way. But for the amount of time, and if you know they're actually going to do a good job and do it by hand and not scratch anything up. like Yeah, that's the main thing is not scratching. It's worth 28 bucks just to... Have somebody else. Just to <laughs> not have to do... Because you'd spend... Especially if you like, if you don't live at home and you don't have like a bucket and a water hose, like I don't, I would have to go to a manual car wash and probably spend about ten dollars and quarters just to get enough soap and water, and you know, and take my own mitt, but like wiping it in between. But still, you'd spend ten, so another fifteen to eighteen dollars just to have someone else do it in fifteen minutes and then drive off. Totally worth it. Super worth it. In my opinion. Super cool. So we did that. Oh. I had my first day of work today uh, at Stanford Hospital. It wasn't not as busy as I thought. Like, obviously, when you hear Stanford, you think, I think they're in, like, the top five hospitals in America, I'm pretty sure. Not in terms of size, but, like, in terms of quality, quality patient outcomes, research development, things like that. Uh, 
Actually, I was walking around on campus at lunch today. There was a stem cell research building. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and a super nice campus, like fountains and palm trees. It looks like you're at a resort, basically. Uh, but the hospital, honestly, on the inside wasn't a lot different than other hospitals. I mean, it was clean, and they have pretty good equipment and stuff like that, but it wasn't over the top like I really expected it to be. And uh, it wasn't really overly busy. Like, it's well-staffed. They have, uh, everything's delegated pretty well. They have plenty of staff members. Uh, I work in radiology, and there was probably eight or ten other techs working. Like, But, I don't know, it wasn't that crazy. And you get, um, it's like California is super... I don't know if liberal is the word, uh, but they're, they're super strict on like breaks and getting uh, every like certain amount of lunch per hour's worked. And like if you work more than, uh, I think, more than 12 hours in a 24 hour period, it's like double time no matter what. So like, for instance, if you worked till like 11, if you worked till like midnight or 1230 at night and then you had to be back for another shift at like seven in the morning, technically that's in the same 24 hour period because you didn't leave till the next day. So you're like, you would get paid double time or something. Like, I don't know, they have really strict laws on how many hours you can work. But anyway, basically why I'm saying that is like, uh, I, I was made to take breaks. Like I had to take 15, two 15 minute breaks on top of my lunch break throughout the day but honestly like you feel so like just that 15 minutes of like getting to step out of the department and go walk around outside like you feel so much more rejuvenated and like ready to work that I feel like when you go back and you have to greet patients and, and provide patient care like you're honestly a, you're better, you're better at it, yeah. it's a really good practice but uh, I can tell you from experience having worked in about a dozen different hospitals that nobody does that besides Pretty much, I mean, I'm sure there's other hospitals in California that do it, but like I worked at Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital in Boston, which is a pretty big hospital, and we didn't have breaks. And I've worked at uh, Union Hospitals. I don't know if Standard's a, Standard is a Union Hospital, but I've worked at Union Hospitals that had pretty strict lunch breaks, but they didn't have mandatory 15-minute breaks throughout the day. Or if they did, they didn't, they didn't use them. They just lumped it all into your lunch. Which is kind of cool, too. And some people do that. Like, I was talking to the techs there. And they were kind of saying sometimes, like, they'll skip a 15-minute break and take a 45-minute lunch or something like that. But I don't know. It was pretty cool taking that break. Especially me having never been there. So I would take the opportunity to, like, walk outside and look around. And actually, the campus, like, the students and everything is right next to the hospital. So on one of them, I actually walked down the sidewalk a little ways. And I ended up where people with backpacks and stuff. And that's when I saw the stem cell research building. Tons of bicycles. Uh, everybody rides bicycles there. Most people don't live in Palo Alto, I figured out, which I mean, makes sense. It's, I think it's a lot more expensive to live there. Um, so most people most people commute. Uh, Bert, do you have anything to say? Oh. Tell them. Tell them. Is it Bertie? Tell them on the podcast. We got Bert Tuna. We decided, uh, I don't know, I don't, we didn't really decide. We just kind of did it. She's been eating dry food, but we just bought cans of tuna at Costco. We got a Costco membership. Shout out to Costco. Are you are you team Costco or are you team Sam's Club? Sam's Club. I personally think Sam's Club is better. Having shopped at Costco one time. And it might just be the area, but I was gonna a, say it could just it was a nightmare. It could just be that Costco. It was really packed, but I just mean like 
at Sam's Club, I feel like they have more of a selection of brands that I like. So maybe it's just to me. I don't really know. The meat was pretty much the same. They had a lot of the same quality meats. Um, I feel like their dairy wasn't as diverse as Sam's Club is. And uh, I don't know. It was really freaking crowded. Everything here is really crowded. It's like there's no matter if it's in Palo Alto or Sunnyvale or Mountain View, anywhere in this sort of Bay Area region, it's like everywhere you go, Walmart, Costco, the gym, it's just like there's way too many people. The population, uh, the population is just ridiculous. And you're constantly having to run people over with your cart. It's just, it gets really stressful, especially if you're not used to it. Um, but overall, it's really nice. The area is really nice. The neighborhood's awesome. We, we, like I said earlier, we walked to the farmer's market and uh, kind of walked around downtown a little bit. Super pedestrian friendly, lots of nice sidewalks. Uh, the weather is awesome all the time. I think it's just sunshine every day. I don't know. Um, they actually said, though, at work, they were saying like that 90, this weekend it was like 94 degrees. And they said that, I think that's the first time it's been over 90, and I think it's supposed to drop back down into like the 60s and 70s pretty soon. So I don't really know how I feel about that, but uh, where are we at? Oh, we're over 20 minutes. I usually try to go 30, but, yeah, but we're hungry. dinner is ready, and uh, you know, honestly, I don't know what else I could tell you guys. That's pretty much the update. I definitely would like to get some sort of... I, we need to make a video. We have, we have a, four of those Walmart. What is it? Trouble Brew? Oh, yeah. Trouble Brew. So, Erica, I'll close with this. Erica picked up uh, some, a mi I think it was a mix pack, right? Yeah. Like a, a variety pack. of. She texted me one day while I was in Maryland a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, I'm, she, I think, were you at Walmart? She was at a Walmart on the way to the lake picking up some craft beer, and she found this mixed pack of Trouble Brewing. She was asking me if I ever heard of it. And I, it kind of sounded familiar for some reason, but I'd never really drank it, so I was like, nah, I don't really think so. So she bought it. Uh, and then we were kind of talking about it a couple days later. Pretty much the consensus was they all sucked, right? Yeah. They basically, it was, what was it, a Red Ale? It was a Red Ale, like a, what did you do with my water? I put the beer in the water cup. Uh, you had to make decisions, you know, priorities. It was like a Belgian wheat, an IPA, a white American lager, something else. So, they all were shitty, though. They all sucked. And then after we got to talking about it, I, I feel like I ran across the article again, but I had read it before that Walmart has actually released their own... That's, it's Walmart's like craft beer. Yeah, it's their own beer. craft beer brand. But I think somebody, I think that's an actual brewery that makes it for them. I think it's a partnership. Is that a Rochester, New York? Um, but it's like their version. It's like the Sam's Walmart sponsored like craft beer. But it pretty much exemplifies what you'd expect from Walmart brand things. Like a, not really as good as the real thing. Uh, but anyway, I've got four of those in the fridge. So hopefully I can talk Erica into see. Maybe we'll make a video reviewing those. She's ready to eat now, guys. So, uh, basically, maybe we'll, we'll make a video on that later this week. Uh, hopefully, brewing stuff coming in the future. I do want to check out the homebrew stores in the area, but we're just kind of getting acquainted and getting used to everything. So, uh, anyway, until next time, uh, cheers. Cheers.